Hello, I'm Bill Lawrence, and welcome to another edition of My Big Bag of Onions. Each show is a carefully curated selection of undeservedly unfamiliar songs and a dozen brand new short stories written exclusively for Colm Radio and especially for this show by you, our listeners. So it's time for you to sit back because this is Bill's Big Bag of Onions. In Her Tracks by Phil Boast. So 
was sitting on a park bench when the woman approached. She was ten kinds of attractive. And as she approached, David smiled, and the smile was returned, which emboldened him to speak. Hi, nice day for a walk. Yes, it is. She slowed her pace, and now she stopped beside him. I'm David. The woman smiled demurely. I'm Olivia. Look, I don't usually speak to people like this, but how would it be if I bought you a coffee or something? That would be nice. Thank you. By the time the conversation was over, she was out of sight. She is, it's a really good song. Perceived by Adrian Cohen. She was out of my league. The gorgeous way she looked at me always made nonsense of the things I'd almost say. We'd met during riding lessons, pottering along country lanes, picking our way through woods. Then, one day we were trotting round a field. I kicked my horse too hard, and it galloped, hell for leather, totally out of my control, two hundred yards south, two hundred east, two hundred north, and two hundred more, back to the group where it decided to stop. 
this spectacle was enough to set up Knickerbocker glories, just the two of us, the following Saturday afternoon at the Golden Egg. Radio here on 106.6 FM, and this is Bill's Big Bag of Onions, featuring short stories written especially and exclusively for the show by friends of Colm Radio. Ennis. Patty was a voracious collector of cookbooks. At last count, there were 2,200 of them. Although she considered herself a self-taught gourmet, she had not cooked one recipe. Most nights she stood in the middle of her kitchen, cookbooks opened to dog-eared pages of dishes she yearned to try. 
cupboards wide, revealing their curious contents, and the expectant refrigerator door gaping too long for efficiency, until she acknowledged that she lacked the ingredients for any of them. In the end, she always settled herself in, alone, in front of the television, with her cheese sandwich and bowl of soup. with Rowan by Steve Gow Gerald felt his jaw clench involuntarily as he rummaged through the bag of treats for the birds which joined him every morning in front of the bench at the top of the park where the river burbled along its icy way. I like feeding the birds. It helps with the stress of work, Rachel used to say. Gerald's jaw clenched again. He remembered how Rachel really relieved her stress. As he grabbed the final handful of bird treats, 
his jaw relaxed, and he realized that he had grown to like feeding the birds, mostly because the birds absolutely loved Rachel. This is Bill's Big Bag of Onions, with its special soundscape of gorgeous music and unique short stories written solely by our community, here on 106.6 FM Colm Radio. If These Walls Could Talk by Tom Woolsey is 39 Wellington Road, right? He stood on my doorstep, smiling benignly, his overcoat and duffel bag both frayed. I lived in this house for many years when I was young. 
Could I have a look round? Sure. Come in. I'll make some tea. He stood awkwardly, confused, in the hallway. When did you live here in Dorchester? His face screwed up. Oh dear, Dorchester, you say? Not Doncaster? I'm so sorry to have bothered you, he mumbled as he made for the front door. Stay for a cuppa, at least. But he'd let himself out and was gone. A question, the path I never chose. When the greater order gets to me, I wipe it off my nose. I love the joy that's all around me. I love this creaky town. The box they built was pretty, but it could not bring me down. I don't feel gravity, no, no, no. I don't feel gravity, no, no, no. When people say to me, you don't lead, you follow. I don't feel gravity, no, no, no. Branson's in denial that you want to be his friend. For all of the wrong reasons, it almost hurts his head. An impossible equation that he just can't rectify. He spoils the conversation and I always wonder why. I don't feel gravity. Mothers by Caroline Amanda White horses whispered on the waves Above them, screaming seagulls clung to the breeze as the mothers clung to their babes. They were blessed by the priest and then taken by the waves westward, bound for America, gone forever from that starved and tearful shore. She lingered atop the steepling rocks. Don't rush me, she said. The sails could still be seen, and the white horses were whispering things to her. The farewell party scanned the straight line where the sail ship had met the Galway sky. At home, her bruised kettle brewed bitter leaves. She brooded on her blood on distant shores.
listening to Bill's Big Bag of Onions. 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 Swap by Tony Pierce. married to Jolie, Max to Sam. Max and Jolie were solid, dependable types, largely invisible. Ed and Sam were the showstoppers. After a dinner party, Max insisted on helping Jolie with the washing up. Everyone relaxed, knowing the dinner service was in safe hands. In the lounge, Ed and Sam giggled about what it would be like if they were a couple. Every minute would be pure dynamite, snorted Max, waving a cigar suggestively. We'd have a blast, agreed Sam. Meanwhile, Jolie licked ice cream from Max's navel, whilst he was transformed back to their illicit weekend in Budapest. Each story you hear is exactly 100 words long. Not one word more, and not one word less. And I should know, I count every one of them.
Ghost by Mango Dread. Someone had spiked my drink. From the wings, my guitar on the stage appeared to be a hundred yards away. How long would it take to walk to it? Would I have to keep waving to my fans till I got there? What if they didn't know who I was? Would muscle memory kick in? Surely the word memory is used metaphorically with muscle. Surely memory is a function of the brain. Is my brain, in fact, a really complex muscle? Is the brain's complexity irreducible? It was all moot, however. We didn't play because they had to take me to hospital. by Kath Kershaw. The headstone would have been a chance to answer back without reprisal, a chance for revenge, a signal to a world that had been kept in the dark. They met at the stonemason's workshop next to the new library. Sharon, single, twice divorced, wanted 
Here lies a capricious, malignant man. Julia, mother of three, raising them alone, wanted. There were some happy moments, but too few. Elsie, hiding from her wife-beater ex, who was hiding from her tempestuous son, wanted. He taught me how a parent shouldn't be. The stonemason's lethargic expressions had absorbed the siblings' inclinations. They were in the cemetery that belonged to the church behind the library. They stood graveside, grim, motionless, dry-eyed. Here lies John James, survived by three beautiful daughters. by Rob Lewis. They lay in a circle in the forest glade, their white bodies reached by the faint October sunshine through the bare branches. They glistened in the dew. And their flesh promised much, giving a little, but firm, with a promise of secret places yet untouched. No movement was noticed under their carpet of autumn leaves, no stretching, no writhing about, and yet you had the feeling that at any moment the orgy would begin. 
They looked so tasty, so ready for it, ripe to be nibbled. And then they arrived, the mushroom pickers with their little knives and their baskets. are my big bag of onions, unpeeling the layers of music and spoken word with remarkable stories written by our remarkable listeners here in our community on 106.6 FM Colm Radio. Go on, smell my onions. Bill's big bag of onions. Lemonade by Clifton Hanger.
Let's not be precious. Life takes gauze and glue. Wide eyes will get us there, on our coconut hooves. Rising tides bring trouble. They strand old tubs upon the sand. So we navigate the shallows and chase down birds with our bare hands. I don't want to be special. I'd have too much to lose. So line up the world's lemons. Suck them all and choose. Make some lemonade or lose. Diamonds on the table, hearts upon their knees. It's a tragedy of clubs and spades in a hand of cards as lame as these. So trickle down, you pennies, quench my thirsty purse. And let's chase away those shallow birds who peck bare earth and dream of worms. We don't want to be special, we'd have too much to lose. So line up the world's lemons, suck them all and choose. Make some lemonade or lose. Drink the lemonade or we lose. Flies by Yvonne Peeney. Three Barbers by John Dew. Upon a Bosphorus village, there were three barbers Adil, Halil, and Schenk. They worked hard together to keep the flow of local head, facial, nose, and ear hair at bay. But one spring, an unusually hairy man sat in Adil's chair and began to cry. I've been to every barber from Kurtulush to Tuzla, but no one can stop my hair growth. Three barbers looked at each other and grinned. For several weeks, they took financial advantage of this phenomenon. 
but COVID-19 struck. And that June, the police found the man dead at home, suffocated in excess hair. You have been listening to Onions, written by Phil Boast, Adrian Cohen, Pamela Ennis, Steve Gow, Caroline Amanda, Tony Pierce, Mango Dread, Ian Sayers, Rob Lewis, Clifton Hanger, and John Dew. And so that's all we have time for, for this edition of the show. If you would like to contribute an onion, just get in touch, either with Com Radio or via the Bill's Big Bag of Onions Facebook page. And remember, the stories must be exactly 100 words long. So join us again soon, on a Tuesday or a Sunday evening, for the next edition of Bill's Big Bag of Onions. Be seeing you. Yeah.